the idea that change is cyclical, not linear. Because what happens is that um, when you start something, when you, when you make a new attempt at personal growth, you're in essence expanding your comfort zone a little bigger. And that's a good thing, regardless of how long you stick with it, you've still expanded your comfort zone, right? And I think if you don't take the steps to do that, your comfort zone actually constricts and becomes smaller over time. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to the Health in the Real World podcast. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today with Jackie Biebenroth. Jackie has uh, been a Pilates instructor and since has kind of broadened her reach as far as what she does. Uh, Jackie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Chris. I'm excited to talk to you today. Me too, me too. Could you uh, fill in any gaps that I missed in the introduction as far as who you are and who you help? Certainly. So um, I am actually a an ad agency owner, and I have been in marketing for over 20 years. Uh, I did go down the the side hustle route of uh, learning how to be a Pilates instructor, and I was a trainer for 12 years just in the evenings and on the weekends, um, which I found a lot of fulfillment in uh, outside of my day job. So I, I'm coming to you with some experience as a trainer and then as a marketer who helps uh, nutrition and wellness businesses uh, acquire new clients and maintain the relationship with them over time. And that's pretty much everyone who listens. You're either listening to this because you want some health tips, or I, I've built up uh, a lot of friends as trainers who uh, I'm sure are going to be very, uh, very interested in what you have to say about marketing and and you know pairing their skills with the right people because that's all marketing is. It's like introductions, right? Yeah, absolutely. And not, not just connecting with the right people, but communicating with them to help them understand why they decided to make these changes in the first place and how the work that they're doing with their trainer is really making a difference in, in their lives. And as you probably know, um, quite often, the reason that they come to you isn't always the reason that they stay with you. They might come to you for vanity reasons or something, but then they start to feel the benefits and then that's what uh, creates a sustainable relationship. So it's, yeah. it's really uh, fascinating work to get into the field of behavior change. That's very true. Uh, how, so how did you originally get into, let's start with the fitness aspect. How did you get into becoming a Pilates teacher, you know, your interest in Pilates and fitness in general? Sure. So I was a 
I was a gymnast in high school and I had sort of this bulky gymnast body. <laughs> and I wanted to slim down coming out of college. And uh, so instead of uh, doing sort of like CrossFit type workouts, I wanted to work on exercises that were like really lengthening those muscles and also maybe improving my posture a bit. So uh, I couldn't afford Pilates. <laughs> I think um, that's, that's my main critique about Pilates. I wish it were a little more accessible to people. Um, but uh, so I, I started in a teacher training program and uh, I, I, over the course of three years, attained a classic Pilates certification um, for retain or reformer equipment and, and also teaching that. And then I taught group classes and privates uh, for, for 12 years following that. Nice, 12 years. Do you, do you still do Pilates personally yourself? I do. Uh, I will say, and again, you know, I think I'm preaching to the choir here. I was training myself. And so as a result, I wasn't seeing the imbalances in what I was doing. And with the repetition of the method again and again and again, I think I, I kind of I, I tweaked my back a bit and I, and I had some back issues after time. And so I decided to stop doing it, move more into yoga um, and some light resistance training. And that's sort of where I am now, although I, I do go back to Pilates on occasion. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the big thing about what you just said is training yourself. And I, I yeah. usually say like you can't do surgery on yourself. Like every trainer needs a trainer, right? You need somebody else's yeah. eyes to say, huh, I think you're doing too much of this exercise and maybe not enough of this, creating some mm -hmm. imbalances in that in that way. So yeah, we have a really cool analogy around that. It's it's almost like you're in the jar and you can't see the label. Like you understand uh, like, like a, the substance and you understand how to design what you want for yourself and you can feel it, but you can't see it. Right. So you need somebody. You yeah. understand the substance and you're swimming in it all the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like how many, yeah, how many totally. fitness classes I've given, you know, and done with other people yet, you know, how many times have I actually been watched by somebody and given that feedback, that critique, like that label, like you say, Hey, you know, the label says you're a little bit high in sodium here, buddy. You might want right. to you know, balance that out a little bit. <laughs> and so you don't want to hear it sometimes. So you do right. need somebody to tell you, right? Right, right. And so now you're, uh, the, the bulk of your time is um, helping health professionals to market. So how did, how did you make that transition? Talk about that a little bit and about how you got started with that. Well, you know, I, I mean, I came out of college. I've always been a marketer for my entire adult life. Um, marketing is my, my mind work, whereas Pilates was my body work, you know, and I, in, as I've come into my forties, I've started exploring some more spiritual work as well. So I'm kind of bringing, bringing it all together. Um, but marketing can be a very fickle business, you know, like there's, there's movies made about marketing executives who wake up one day and they're like, my life is meaningless. And then they go off and do something, <laughs> you know, um, purposeful with their life. And I kind of felt like after maybe 15 years in the business, even though I was getting a lot of, um, I felt like I was making a lot of impact as a Pilates instructor. I felt like my day job was kind of like, I'm just trying to sell people stuff they don't need or want. Right. So I really transitioned my career to be intentional and focus on people who help people. 
So wellness brands, um, coaches, whether you're a health coach or just more of a consultant, um, nutrition brands, and and brands that are really they they offer the promise of transformation. And uh, so, in essence, I've really kind of combined my you know my purposeful Pilates work with my intellectual marketing work, and now we we really get a lot of um, warm, fuzzy feelings out of helping our clients grow their businesses because we know that they're just making an impact on, on the greater population. That's so interesting. I think you and I are very much on the same or similar paths. You know, I started as a trainer in 2004, went basically full-time with it in maybe 2006, seven, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, been doing it ever since. And I feel the same way. Like I so inspiring to, you know, help people either one-on-one or small groups. That's pretty much my, my thing, you know, small groups up to like six people. And so you really get to know the people that you're helping and see their transformation and see how they get better. And it was really interesting, just kind of a logical progression and also COVID hit. And I wanted to, you know, have conversations with other adults and not just my children and, uh, and just, you know, chatting with trainers and, uh, you know, nutritionists and chiropractors and athletes and, and just helping them. And, and like I said to you at the beginning, it's, I, I'm really into creating that win, 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 the triple win situation. You and I are both benefiting from this conversation. And then hopefully anybody watching can learn a little bit about how they can better themselves, like you said, either physically or maybe that intellectual part of it. So uh, let's let's transition a little bit toward that uh, that intellectual part. So we're talking sure. more toward either the fitness trainer, or the health professional, or maybe even mm-hmm. somebody who who maybe like a lawyer, or a doctor. Well, doctors are health professionals, but you know, like another professional, a CPA. Maybe they help people, but um, you know, like the marketing aspect. So uh, this is a very broad question, and you can go whatever direction you want, but. What are some marketing principles that you live by that help your clients to kind of present themselves in a positive way to their potential clients or, or partners? You bet. Yeah, thank you for that question. I could probably talk for a couple hours. I just gave you, a, this is basically a question. I just gave you like a three-day seminar right there. There you go. All right, yeah. I'll sit back and rest for a minute. We got a three-day seminar coming up. Well, I, I think I can boil it down into um, what we have designed as we call this, we call it a change stage framework. And this is sort of a communication methodology for acquiring new clients and then maintaining your relationship with them. And basically it's built on this premise that change is cyclical, not linear. You know, we live in this sort of before and after society where it's like, I have this expectation before, and then I'm going to invest in this thing. And then it's after, right. But we all know that it doesn't happen that way. You know, it's like a series of like attempts, then quits and few steps forward and a leap back. Right. So there's a lot that progresses through that before and after. And that's where you have the opportunity as a professional to really communicate and reactivate and keep your clients engaged. And quite often that opportunity is missed because as marketers, 
And in entrepreneurs generally, they're just looking for the acquisition, the transaction, like, oh, I got a new client. My job is done. Now I can go about my business. Whereas really that's when your communication should begin. So there are two things I want to say in that. Number one is when you're acquiring new customers, don't waste your time, your money, or your breath on trying to convince people who aren't ready for your service to go there. And I see this a lot with like paid social media, you know, or, you know, blanket sort of advertising where you're marketing to a a broad volume of people who may or may not be ready to hear your, your message. People, specifically people buying wellness services, they need to already have that trigger event that is, they're, they're ready for you, whether that's maybe they have some back pain or maybe they just, it's New Year's and they have, a, they have this resolution, they wanna lose weight, right? Um, that's when you wanna be in front of them. And so that's why we highly recommend search engine optimization, Google ads and that type of um, targeted advertising for people who are actively searching for your service. Don't waste your money on people who aren't. So, so that would be number one. And then number two, once they come in the door, we've done a lot of research around this. We actually um, invested in a proprietary study around lifestyle change Mm -hmm. and how people really maintain it versus like dropping out. And one of the things that we found was that when someone is presented with a process, like a visual like map, like this is the journey we're going on together. And here are the benchmarks you're going to experience along the way. They're more likely to stick with it versus somebody who just says, okay, welcome to my gym. There's a method to my madness. Get on board and get ready for the ride. Like (laughs) people get lost in that, right? Right, So give them... Give them the guide and the path that they can expect and give them something to work toward as they go, as they move forward with you. I like that. And and what occurred to me when you were just talking about that is like a roller coaster, like, hey, I have a method. Let's go. <laughs> right. People like roller coasters, but they don't want the roller coaster to last for three years. Right. It's like, like right? okay, maybe it's unpredictable in the beginning, but I need a roadmap. I need to know where we're going. I like that. And I, I like what yeah. you said. Um, that it's, it's not linear, it's, it's a series of attempts and quits. Yeah. And if I could have a dollar for every time I had an attempt and then a quit and then another attempt, oh man, I'd have a lot of money. I, <laughs> back in the day, yeah. remember 2008 and the housing crash and the economy tanked and I lost like three quarters of my clients in a week. And I <laughs> was, you know, second guessing myself and I was this close to getting a job at, I think I was looking at Home Depot or somewhere like that. Oh my gosh. And, and just like considering quitting altogether. And then it was like, uh, you know, coming in, licking my wounds and then going back out again. And mm-hmm. like you said, success is cyclical. I like that. Um, makes sense too. You're going to market to people who are actually looking for you, right? You're, they're mm-hmm. looking to solve a problem and you can solve their problem and boom, there's a match. And what I will say in that, I, I alluded to it earlier, where someone might, just have like something in mind, what they want isn't always what they need. And professionals know that, but the people don't, right? So I used to have people come in all the time to train with me with Pilates and they'd be like, you know, I just need to lose a couple inches around my waist. And I know this is all about core strength. So I'm gonna, 
<laughs> you know, I'm going to slim down and fit into those pants. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe. Right. Um, but really what you're going to do is like, I'm going to help you get there. If that's your goal. Let's work on that. Right. But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, man, because we're going to work on this core strength, this person is going to be taller. They're going to walk through the world with more confidence and grace. And I'm going to keep reminding them of that as well so that they are aware of the supplemental benefits that are in addition to that one um, sort of singular goal that they're coming in for. Right, right. And that's, that's an interesting idea because that happens a lot with me. Like I don't really advertise myself as a weight loss thing, but I've seen it over and over again, just like how you describe. It's like somebody comes in with one little goal. It's like, I want to lose weight. And, you know, as a former Pilates instructor yourself, and you probably see this, like you said, supplemental benefits, there's so many things that Pilates can do that training can do. And that weight loss, it's like, oh, really? That's it? That's all you, that's all you want is to lose 20 pounds? All right, right, we got this in three months. Like, you know, no right. big deal. And then, like you said, there's all kinds of supplemental benefits and that's why they stay, right? It's like, I don't exactly. have any more weight to lose but I'm going to stick around with Jackie because she, you know, she makes me feel better. I'm inspired to start my day. I'm standing up taller, better posture. Like you said, all these other things that that go along with it. So. Yeah. And can uh, I just add real quickly that they, we can never assume that people feel that like we have to remind them (laughs) that that's we're obligated to, to, really make this an intentional communication and help them understand how they're feeling along the way. That's part of our job. It's not just like, like training them and seeing them out the door. It's like training them and, and getting them talking about like these supplemental benefits. Cause otherwise they won't remember, they won't realize it, all of the other things. And they'll drop off once they hit their, hit their goal. Right. Yeah. Health, health professionals remind your clients what you've done for them and what you're yeah. continuing to do for them. It's very important. It's good for your clients too. It's not just like a marketing trick. It's like, it's good for them because it, a client, somebody who's working with you, you want them to be fully invested. Otherwise there's all this brain chatter going on. Like, should I still be doing this? Do I want to quit? I already hit my goal. Should I quit? Should I, right? You want them right. lined up like, no, this is the best thing I can do in the morning. I have to start yep. my day working out with Jackie. Otherwise, you know, fall off the wagon again, gain 40 more pounds, whatever, whatever the talk is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. So um, Jackie, I talked about creating that win-win. We're going to, we're going to try some uh, psychological uh, yoga here. We started with like the client, right? The fitness. Mm-hmm. We transitioned to the health practitioner, whether it's the trainer, the acupuncturist, chiropractor, whatever. Uh, now we're going to go and blanket both of them at the same time, both groups at the same time. Sure. So you are uh, called by a university to give a motivational speech at graduation or maybe by a business to give like a keynote speech. Uh, what, is your, what is your speech on helping those individuals get the most out of life, regardless of who they are, where they come from? How do they get the most out of their lives? What are your principles? Oh, I love that question. That's fantastic. Well... I'm going to hearken back to something I said earlier and we've sort of touched on, and that is the idea that change is cyclical, not linear. Because what happens is that 
um, when you start something, when you, when you make a new attempt at personal growth, you're in essence expanding your comfort zone a little bigger. And that's a good thing, regardless of how long you stick with it, you've still expanded your comfort zone, right? And I think if you don't take the steps to do that, your comfort zone actually constricts and becomes smaller over time. And it really um, restricts your potential. Uh, so it's always good to try <laughs> at least, and in your mind, position your attempts as a new experiment. So it's not a do or die. It's not like if I don't you know, work out every day for six days a week for the next six months, I'm never gonna hit my goals. I'm never gonna be the person I wanna be. It's more about doing experiments within that. And instead of like, if you like, say you fall off the wagon with your resolution, like everybody does in February, like instead of feeling shame around that, look at it like a natural part of the change process because that's how change happens. And instead of saying, oh God, you know, I can't do it. I like the willpower. I'm not as good as this other person, whatever think I tried that I pulled this lesson away from it and I'm going to take that with me for the next attempt in whatever I choose to do for whatever reason so that in essence you've got a series of lessons learned over those many different attempts that adds up to transformation not the one thing right so again change is cyclical embrace those those cycles take lessons learned away from them and do not perceive yourself as a failure if your attempt doesn't go as planned nice very well said jackie how do people contact you uh online your website social media how do they get in touch with you well i wish i really put more effort into my instagram which is jackie bebenroth <laughs> but I haven't posted there in a few months. So um, right now you can find me through my business. I am at newsheadquarters.com. Our Instagram is also newsheadquarters. And you can contact us at hello at newsheadquarters.com. And I'd love to hear any feedback from this conversation. I welcome um, any new ideas or stories that you might've had uh, in the realm of change. It really kind of helps broaden my understanding of the topic. And, and that's what I'm all about these days. I'm a student of change. That's great. A student of change. I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, Jackie, thank you again for joining me today. Again, uh, this is Jackie Biebenroth. Thank you for joining me today on Health in the Real World podcast. Right on. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.